is Two Minutes About Time with Luke Allen and Robert E.G. Black, the podcast that takes a look at the film About Time, two minutes at a time. I am Richard Curtis, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, well, you can just travel back in time two minutes and listen to something else. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Robert E.G. Black. Hello. I'm with our special guest for this week, Sean German. Hi-de-ho, everybody. So today we're looking at minutes 78 and 79 of About Time, wherein Posey has just been born, and Tim's going to tell us about what it's like to have a child. So he continues his narration, saying, Have a child when you see the baby in your arms and know that it's your job now. No one can prepare you for the love and the fear. Should I just read the narration? Oh, no, it doesn't. It, it stops for a bit, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Never mind. And then the mum says... Oh, she's lovely. You were such an ugly baby. More chimpanzee <laughs> than child. I remember the first day I saw you. Thank goodness you were in driving distance of London Zoo. Mm-hmm. Such a... And I like, I like Desmond here as well. I realise mm-hmm. I say that every time we got Desmond. I say I like yeah. Desmond. But once again, he feels more normal here as well. It's like he's toned down a little bit. Yeah. He said, come on, hand over the little he bugger. Let's see if everyone's bounces. weird around a baby, so he seems normal now. Yeah. yeah, that that's the way that I feel people are. Let's yeah, you know, people. I, I'm pretty sure I've heard people say, "Let's see if, let's see if he or she bounces." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and once again, we get Desmond with Cat. They they seem yes. a, a common pairing. Yeah. We don't find out whether Posey does bounce or not, which is a shame. But Kit Kat says, "Yeah, she definitely will bounce," which is good. So mm-hmm. I, I I trust Kit Kat's judgment. Yeah. When she Kit- says she can do anything. Yeah. And I wonder, is, is Kat, Kit Kat, is she talking to Posey or is she talking about herself there? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's, this is, this is the moment I was talking about last time where it's like, one of the reasons I think this movie, a lot of people we've talked to said they liked the movie the second time, not the first. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because moments like this, this is like this joyful moment with the baby, but you get the sad music and then when you know what's coming, Kit Kat's lines here, like when she talked to Desmond last time mm-hmm. about like boys not being nice and now this, or like she's saying this little girl can do anything is, is really horribly sad because we know Kit Kat's life isn't going very well right now. And it's so selfless of Kit Kat as well to not bring attention to her life. Yeah. Like it, it makes us, right. How, how's the way of phrasing this? Cause ideally, she should be talking about these things because it's a bad relationship she's in and she should be sharing it. Yeah. But in the context of a film, it makes her more likable that she puts everyone else before herself. Mm-hmm. And more realistic, too. Yeah. I mean, that she just showed up at home and Tim didn't even know she was there because she doesn't interact. She doesn't tell people what's going on. Yeah. So I think what all I'm saying is it works and is likable in the film, but as a little disclaimer, if any of our listeners are going through anything like this, talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, well, I did find myself having recently watched the film for the first time thinking I wanna, I wanna see more and hear more from Kit Kat. And then spoiler alert later on, I, I got a little bit of that and I was glad. Yeah. I like Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. As I said before, it's fine, but I'm not actually a big fan as to where Kit Kat's story goes with her going back in time and undoing it and then mm-hmm. her back forward. I feel. Yeah, but you're wrong about that. <laughs> In, yeah, in your defense, I am wrong, but... <laughs> we'll get there the next couple of weeks. It's about to happen. Yeah, that's true. All I want to say is it feels unnecessary for the plot holes it ends up making. 
Like her, the whole her going, the whole her going back in time and then it not working anyway. Like I get the whole baby thing and why they do that. I I feel like if they could have done the going back in time before the conception in a different way, just the whole thing about Kit Kat going back in time and then the whole thing with her remembering the part. Like I feel like it just creates more questions than it answers. We'll answer them. It's okay. Yeah. Well, you don't need an answer because it's not. This is it's not science fiction. It's magic. No, as I said, it hasn't, it hasn't bothered me like when I've watched it casually. Mm-hmm. It's only now we're looking at this more in depth that I'm like, do we really need that? But yeah, we'll definitely talk about that in the next week or two. So Desmond said, "Ah, oh, look," and Kit Kat says she can do anything. I love that. The way she delivers that is just—it's so sweet. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a line that's just said in passing, but it just shows how much adoration she has for Tim and Mary and their family. And this baby who has is brand new and innocent. Mm. And Desmond says, "Look." Kikas says, "Hello." Desmond says, "Sweetheart." This doesn't. I'm not looking at the visuals at this point. His so delivery that... on "sweetheart" is great too, because he's just like right up close to the baby. I feel like Desmond would be like a good. I mean, what, what, what's he? Is he a great uncle at this point? I don't get how. Is that what great uncle is? That's yeah. He's so if he's yet. if he's the yeah, Tim's uncle, then. He's now a great uncle to Posey. I feel like Desmond would be a great, great uncle to have. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't um, let him babysit, but yes. No, but he'd he'd be the he'd be the fun great uncle. So Tim says, "No one can prepare you for the love people you love feel for them." With Posey aged six months at this point. Yep. And well, um, by the end of the line. So yeah, we just jumped forward another six months on that narration. And it's fine mm-hmm. once again. So isn't only this. And then Kit Kat says, you know, that's quite incredible. You just slay your monsters. Mm-hmm. See, she's still being sweet, talking to Posey. <laughs> and to herself. Oh, yeah, you could look at that as uh-huh. an intriguing double entendre. Yeah. Tim narrates, and nothing can prepare you for the indifference of friends who don't have babies. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I love this. Especially with what ends up, like, Jay ends up being a dad at the end of the film, right? I think they have a yeah. I think they have a kid. Yeah, but yeah, if you've ever thrown a baby at uh, like a single guy, they generally just swat it down. They don't. They don't want any part of it. Well, not even single. I don't like holding people's babies anymore. <laughs> like I'm, I moved on from that. And my kids are older now. I don't hold kids anymore. Mm-hmm. You did your time. Uh huh. I'm wondering why why Mary isn't wearing shoes. Yeah. It's odd. Do you wear shoes in your house? No. No, I don't. There we go. Problem resolved. (laughs) Once Posey comes along, most of these scenes, there's just, you know, that the, when, you know, that the, particularly at six months when she's on the floor with, with Kit Kat or when Mary's holding her, there's, you see toys and stuffed animals and it's just a general mess, which if you, if you've had or you've known someone with a small child, it looks it like a, a mess, yes. looks like a toy store exploded in their living room. So it's kind of accurate in in that sense. Well, it, it was Jay, by the way, who didn't want to hold the baby. We skipped that. Person. Did we not actually say that? I no. think we hinted at it when we said that oh. Jay had a baby later on. Right, but we didn't say what happens. Mary yeah. tries to hand him the baby, and he won't take it. He's like it's contagious or something. Yeah, he's <laughs> leaning away. He's actively, which this is kind of that's something I would do. <laughs> what what like, what yeah. is it about? I think I've not reached that age or point in my life, really, or whether I ever will. What what is it as the repulsion? Babies of are sticky. Babies? 
Is that, or is it, is it, is it the fear of response? I wasn't sure whether it was responsibility as well, like, holding a life. I don't think he thinks he's gonna drop it or anything. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if it's like, maybe a concern that it's like contagious or something. Mm -hmm. Because actually it's great if it's, you know, someone else's baby, going back to the, you know, if it gets stinky, if there's like a diaper situation, you just hand it back. You go, okay, it's mommy, your daddy's turn now. Yeah. Yeah, being the uncle or the, or the, you know, the, the friend of the parent is actually a pretty sweet deal. You can just have fun and yeah, sure, buy them toys and leave. sweets and then. That's what I wanted yeah. to be. Like, I, I want to be at some point. I want to be like a cool uncle or like the babysitter who is a little more lenient on different things, you know. Yeah, they'll of watch, course. They'll, they'll watch appropriate yet more grown up films <laughs> or something, you know, to add that sort of. Right. So, so say it's like a, an eight-year-old, and I watch some of like the old Bond films with them, or something. Like, there's not a problem with that, but it'll feel like they'll feel like they're being treated more like an adult. Yeah. You know, you'd be the, the first one to show them a Clockwork Orange. <laughs> Is there anything more dialogue-wise, really? I think we, we we sort of said this narration vaguely, which was, and it's a shock how quickly you have to move into a new place you completely can't afford. And then Mary says, "Look, look what we." And then that's the end of 78, but we could probably go straight into 79, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Posey's now um, a year old. So, yes, you continue to say, found. Look who it is, honey. And then um, Tim says, sorry. And then Tim narrates, suddenly time travel seems almost unnecessary because every detail of life is so delightful. And I see you've credited in the script someone. Do we not know? I haven't got the scene opening on. Oh, no, it's it's someone talking off screen idea whose voice it is. I'm yeah. 79 now, yeah? So I, I can yeah. attempt to give it a listen. I'll probably, I'll probably hardly be able to see it. I'll hardly be able to hear it's it. It's either anyway. Tim or Dad, but it's recorded out of context. It's just like random dialogue. But I thought that was a, no- a noteworthy line, that time travel seems almost unnecessary because every detail of life is so delightful. And yeah. I, I picked, you know, two things. One, time travel was always unnecessary. Um, and two, that yeah, it seems like the the thought, and it, it and, and Tim isn't alone. It seems when people talk about time travel, they're like, oh well, what you know the the right you know the wrongs they could right or the disasters they could avert. Well, why not? You know, if, if everything's so wonderful, why not travel back and be wonderful again? You know, and, and relive those moments, which he eventually does coming up. But he says, you know, this is everything's so great. I wouldn't want to travel back. But I'm like, hey, if it's so great, do it. A, you know, relive the great stuff. Don't just go back for the bad stuff. Mm. One thing is I really like the wall design behind it, which is the different colours of... The different behind them, sorry. It's, it's slightly like... squares? Yeah. You, you didn't read my note on that then in, my, in the notes. No, file, I haven't. Mm. I'm looking I, now. I get schizophrenic Mary is back decorating. <laughs> who does that? I think I... Part of me gets the feeling that maybe like... She set it all out originally when they were trying to figure out what colour to paint the wall and then just liked how it looked and yeah. that's probably there. how she decorated her old apartment too. She hung a quilt up, was like, Yeah, that would look nice and then hung something on the other side of the room. Didn't matter that anything matched. But actually one night before there, which is when Posey's eating like the cake and we see Posey earlier on eating like a biscuit, yeah. that was that baby's first time having sugar. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is it's like, yeah, we'll we'll have your it's like Richard Curtis is the fun uncle now. It's like, yeah. that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, here we go, we'll give your baby the first experience of sugar. 
And we'll say that this this party scene was Bill Nye's first scene he filmed. <laughs> he doesn't have any lines. Richard Curtis joked on the commentary that he fell completely out of character in this scene. And it, I, 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 it makes me wish we had more ensemble scenes because every the, the like just the chemistry between everyone is so brilliant mm-hmm. in this moment. You know, Desmond and anyone seems <laughs> seems to be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love this the the big bear, and then next to him is Harry with a little bear. Well, and even before you see the little bears, that you don't realize someone's holding the big bear. <laughs> It's no. just, yeah, Desmond and Until bear. Desmond asks its name, and then Rory just, like, pushes it down. Rory's behind that thing. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like the first assumption is that Desmond brought the bear. Desmond said, what's his name? Rory says, Horace, I think. Great name for a bear. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Desmond says, of course it is. And Rory said, only one important thing for a godfather, I'm told. Never bring a present smaller than the child. And actually, even just when he says godfather, I'm told, right? Do you think he's got another book? That's, I'm checking if Confetti uh, has a book about Godfathers, just like they have a book about Best Men. I would, I would imagine so, or maybe not a book. Maybe it's a, like um, an article in one of the men's magazines. Tell you how to be a Godfather. I feel like Godfather doesn't mean that much at the moment. <laughs> like, like I think it's kind of weird because people, at least as I've seen it, people assign godparents, but I don't think. The actual godparents, or even the parents themselves, actually consider what the responsibility is supposed to mean. I wonder yeah, how I, many I, people who 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 you know assign godparents to their children actually would, in their ideal world, if they die, have their kids looked after by <laughs> these people. Yeah, I think outside of you know a, a certain Italian families, it's mostly a ceremonial title. I, I need to backtrack for a second because this confetti company that did the book that Rory had. Mm-hmm. It's really obsessed with weddings. They have 26 listings on Amazon. Every one of them is about weddings. It's like there's a book for bridesmaids. There's a book for the bride. A book for the father of the bride. A book that's, stop it. Make one book, people. <laughs> anyway, so yes, yeah, so they say never bring a present small on the child. Harry says, "Oh, shut up, you smug bastard!" And while he's showing a, we've got a small bear, and it's such a brilliant thing. Because <laughs> as well, the bear that Harry's got. It doesn't seem like a kid's toy bear. No, I mean, it maybe seems a little like bit. A little antique bear. Yeah, it seems like a sort of it put on display. Maybe, maybe stick and stick on like the, the dashboard in your car. <laughs> Might be a little big for that. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure my mum's got like some cuddly toys on her dashboard <laughs> car. When it doesn't look like, like it doesn't look like a brand new bear that that Harry has brought this as a gift. It looks like he just picked a bear up off the floor. It's pretty worn. He found it in his daughter's room. Yeah, or it's it's been on the dash of his car for the last year, and he just you know, oh, I should bring something to this party. Let me grab this bear bear off my dash. The only exception would be if it was a sentimental bear to Harry. Yeah, like if it meant something to him, if it had been passed on to him from someone else or given to him as a kid, and he kept hold of Mm -hmm. it, then it would be nice and sweet. Be a fairly heirloom. Maybe that was his bear when he was a babe. Then that's really sweet if you're giving somebody your bear. Yeah, I wouldn't look past that as a as yeah. ha- Harry seems a sort of guy who would do a nice gesture like that. Mm-hmm. Like I know he's a horrible guy, but he seems like the horrible guy who would surprise you with a gesture like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's well, he's he's the kind of, he's he's overcompensating. He pretends to be horrible because deep inside he's just an old softy. It, it's, it's typical for a godparent at a christening to bring a spoon, isn't it? But I don't know how it is for baby. 
And I don't know what the point of that is either, the spoon thing. I just know it's a thing. Probably some symbolic thing. It's it's their job to make sure the baby lives, so you got to be able to eat. <laughs> so the spoon. Although Posey is doing fine without a spoon. She just shoves her face in that cake. Yeah, fine without hands as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So we got we we don't know the name of the small bear. I'd I'd like to think that it's Horace Junior. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it but yeah, so then Joanna says, "Don't worry, I didn't bring anything at all. She'll never know. Hasn't got a brain yet." <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. It's only she's only one. Why is it that even with her not bringing anything at all, Harry's presence seems worse? <laughs> it's the attitude. See, he feels bad about it being small bear now, whereas Joanna is perfectly fine with bringing nothing. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it is the fact that he... It's the spirit in which he given. acknowledged that it was wrong that he'd done that, because mm-hmm. he, he'd commented on... Yeah, that makes sense. Isn't it, it was a really good episode of the, the UK sitcom Not Going Out, where they talk about, like, christenings, and how for some reason it seems to be custom, customary to give the baby a bottle of port, so it ages over its life, uh, until so uh, ages until the child's old enough to drink. But it's like, once you're old enough to drink, once you're 18, you're not exactly having... <laughs> bottles of port. Like Old port, just... yeah. So it's a really good sitcom not going out. I recommend that. I think I've talked about it a few times. Uh-huh. So then the mum says, I didn't expect to see you here, Harry. Children's party, not exactly your style. And Harry says, no, Mary, I was tricked. I was told there would be free booze. <laughs> I hate kids, as you know. <laughs> it's just, yeah. He says he hates kids as Posey slams her plate down, which is great. I need, I need to go back to that visual. Hang on. It's... But yeah, I, ju- I just wish we'd seen these people more. Like, all together, because it's just so mm-hmm. brilliant. But yeah, it's just... I think the other thing is, we don't at all get to see Joanna and Jay together. Well, no, I, I really don't think Jay's to... even here No. But I just mean overall in the film, other than them being, like, in the same shot in the wedding... Yeah, they're both at the wedding. I really wanted to see more to see how, like, Joanna and Jay would be after their horrible first meeting that was erased. So I yeah, so the Jay's dad... Being... A very different kind of guy at the wedding. He's gotten more responsible. He kept directing people where to go. That's the point. I think it's a sign that maybe Jay's jo- attitude he's too good for is Joanna maybe... now. Yeah, he's maybe Jay's attitude is also like a face he puts. <laughs> he on. was dodgy. Now he's responsible. She can't handle it. <laughs> so Dad says his first line that he recorded. Bill Nye, where's Kit Kat? By the way, and Mary says, I don't know. She said she'd be here around three. Now she you know we got purple cupcakes for her, especially. And then there's a knock on the door. Here she is. Well, speak of the devil, that'll be her, Tim says. And that's a really good point for our minute to conclude, actually. Yep, it's two heads for the door. Mm-hmm. It's positive at this point. Everything's nice and lovely. We leave the film here. There you go. Happy ending. And the show. Thank you so much for listening to Two Minutes of Bad Time. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's alive. Everyone's life is happy, as far as we know. Kit Kat and Jimmy are really hitting it off. Jay's living the life. Yep. <laughs> He's too busy um, not having kids to be at this party. Mm-hmm. Joanna, according to Vanessa Kirby's canon, is dating Rupert. I'm I'm seeing her still trying to hook up with Harry. I'm There's seeing her still wanting. I'm, like, yeah. I'm seeing her still wanting a piece of Tim. <laughs> but yeah, so have we got any other comments on this minute before we wrap up this no. fine Wednesday? No, nothing else. Sean, where can our listeners find you on social media? Um, if you can find me, well. One of my current podcasts is Next Scene, where we cover pop culture one scene at a time, and you can find that at nextscenepod.com and at nextscenepod on Twitter. And Robert, where can they find you? 
LemmingDrops.com or Robert E.G. Black on social media. The listeners can find me on Twitter at Llama underscore Bottle Zero. They can find me on Instagram at the Ginger Luke on Facebook at Luke Allen Film. They can find everything that I do, podcasts, short films, radio appearances, newspaper articles. All of that's at LukeAllen.co.uk. On top of that, this show is available on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Two Men's About Time. They can also join our Facebook group, The Cupboard, where we talk about all things about time, tangents, talk about how the show goes, what guests you hate, stuff like that. I've made that guest you hate joke too many times, but I still I still like making it. And so, Sean, do you know of any interesting ways to say goodbye? No. <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> The Two Minutes About Time theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of the About Time theme, originally composed by Nick Laird Close. Two Minutes About Time is a production of Lemming Drop Studios in association with Bottle O Productions. <laughs>